0: sex mechanic podcast and of course i am your host the sex mechanic aka gene to benoit aka mr born to explore aka i did it my way aka confident creator and um oh i left the aka out aka the exception um welcome back to the podcast and as you can see the background is different once again that's because i'm somewhere different once again and that place is not home so You know, I I just wanted to make sure that I make my, uh, my podcast somewhat mobile these days since I've been out and away from home for almost two weeks now. But yeah, I'm actually in Portland right now, uh, staying at a friend's place because we got some stuff to do this weekend. But, um, yeah, welcome back, y'all. Welcome. Welcome back. Um, how's everybody doing? Happy hump day. Um. If you haven't gotten some yet today, hopefully you get some into the night, um, and hopefully I can assist in that happening for you because that's what I'm here for. I want to make sure that everybody is getting the type of uh, sex in their life that they need, that they deserve, and that they want. All right, just remember that. I'm here for y'all. <clears throat> so to start with, uh, first of all, how's everybody doing? Um what are y'all drinking? What are y'all sipping? I'm actually not sipping anything because uh, I haven't really eaten much today. So if I start sipping now, I will be useless to everybody out there. I won't be able to give you any kind of real information or any kind of real help with anything. So I figured let me just chill out. I've had a couple of uh, hard ciders earlier today anyway, so I should be all right. But I'm wondering what y'all drinking out there. Though. What's, what's going on with y'all? But yeah, happy hump day. Uh, my first order of business, of course, is appreciation. And I'd like to say, appreciate, or (laughs) I'd like to say, appreciate, I'd like to say, I appreciate my family and friends who, uh, really just have like, you know, oh man, I I love y'all honestly. And I've been telling my family and friends as much as I can, how much I love and appreciate them because honestly, I understand and realize that people don't have the type of support system that I have. And when I say support system, it doesn't mean like these people are literally holding me up at the same time. I know that if I am down or if I need something, um, I could go to these people. And in moments when, you know, I feel like I need uh, a little boost of maybe encouragement or a boost of whatever, you know, what I'm saying like a, a boost of positivity. I know there's people I could go to and it's not just like a couple people. I got a small tribe of people that I know I could, I could trust and, and look forward to for, you know, advice for, for help in certain situations outside of advice. Like I'm really blessed. I'm really thankful for that too, because I know not everybody has that. Not everybody is in a position to have people like that. And, I attract, I said, I attract, I attract dope people in my life. And I appreciate that. I'm thankful for it. And I don't think I'll ever take it for granted. I hope I never take it for granted, but definitely now I am not taking it for granted. I realize it as much as any other time. This, I haven't been home in almost two weeks now. And I've been around family, around friends, and it's been just an overall incredible experience that I could not, I don't know, I couldn't ask for more, you know, in this last week and a half, honestly, from everybody I've, I've encountered and everybody I've been around and been with. So I thank all of y'all. I love y'all. Uh, I, I've told y'all that, obviously, recently, but, you know, in case, you know, you didn't hear me the first time, I'm letting y'all know again. I appreciate y'all greatly. <clears throat> okay, so. I um I posted a poll on my uh IG or not a poll but it was a question. I posed a question. And the question was would you be okay with your partner masturbating without you being there? And I asked the first time not including, you know, the option for, you know, the person masturbating with toys, but then I also asked the question with the option of toys being involved right like let's say you let me paint a, a scenario for you say you come home from work maybe you come home a little early and um you're hearing like you know oohs and eyes and moans and everything from the room and uh you walk in there and you see your partner you know got the laptop open you know maybe watching something a little spicy and uh and um really just enjoying themselves going to town and that could be again with a toy um without a toy that could just be with a hand or a finger whatever and uh you just walk in and you like okay uh what would your reaction be and that was pretty much the question it was like what would people's reaction be would they be okay with it would they have a problem with it and the reason i came up with this question was because i was watching this uh this skit on youtube and uh it was basically a a comedy type skit where the girl found out that her boyfriend was you know, masturbating or whatever without her or on his own time, on his own private time. And she didn't realize that was going on and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, is that really a thing? But so I said, let me ask people. Let me tell you something. It was an overwhelming uh, no that people, wait. It was an overwhelming yes that people were okay with it. Now, I don't know how accurate that was because it wasn't a very detailed question, but luckily some people actually DM me and got more specific about it. Right. So they were like, all right, um, what do you mean by including toys? And, you know, I explained that, you know, for a male, you know, it can be a, a cock ring or, you know, it could be something like a pocket pussy he's playing with, who knows, you know, whatever his choice of adult toys might be that's what he's enjoying himself with at the moment. And when I mentioned that, that person said, uh, <laughs> that person said, Oh, then it's a, it's, it's a okay for the, for the ring. Like, you know, he could use the ring or his hands, but, uh, the, the pocket pussy is out. And I was just laughing. Like, it was so funny to me because, um, it's a yes, I guess, but you know, it comes with some restrictions apparently. So for some people, uh, but I thought that was really funny. That was a funny question. That she asked me, but I appreciate that she asked because I didn't even think about that. To me, I was like, if you're masturbating, you're masturbating, or if you're playing with yourself, you're playing with yourself. However, that may be, if there's no other actual person involved, then you're enjoying yourself with yourself. So I thought it would be good, but apparently there might be some restrictions. So, but uh, yeah, that was the question and it was an overwhelming, yes, people are okay with it. So that's good to know. Um, there was a time when, uh, that, that kind of bothered me a little bit, right? Like it bothered me because my partner was without, I guess, without me knowing, uh, I, I guess, when do you really know if, when your partner's masturbating, if they're doing it on their own time, but she was masturbating. Right. But she, she was masturbating more than I was getting it from her. You know what I'm saying? Like I was getting sex from her and I understood why. I'll actually get a little bit into that in the episode today, but the reason for it, I totally understood because I was having my own issues down there and I can't blame her that, you know what I'm saying? She just wasn't always into doing it with me and she wanted something that was a little bit more consistent and something that would give her exactly what she wanted at the end of the day or the night or whatever the case may be. So I totally understood, but damn, it really kind of stung a little bit when, you know, I felt like, man, this fucking vibrator is getting more played in me you know what I'm saying? But that was just uh, another reason why I also needed to just step myself or step my game up. So I totally understood what was going on and why it was happening. But um, yeah, all right. So let's get into the actual episode, right? The episode for today. I'm sorry. I had to fix that real quick. So what we're talking about today is how to get out of your head during sex. This is actually a thing for a lot of people. A lot of people have this thing where They are just thinking, thinking, thinking. Like they're just too much in their heads. It gets them to be super anxious or nervous or just not being able to just like enjoy the moment because they're just overthinking everything. And I feel like if I could give you some ways to get out of that and really just enjoy sex for what it is, which is, you know, a pleasurable, connected, intimate moment with another person that, that would be, you know, that'd be helpful. I think so. Um, I think it help a lot of people. I know people who actually feel like they don't like, uh, engaging in sexual encounters without some kind of like, you know, outside substance to help them out. And I feel like that's cool to some degree, because if you can't enjoy sex without the help of a substance, then that might mean that you're too much in your head, and you're not allowing yourself to really enjoy the moment for what it is, or you're not somehow you're not able to put yourself in that place without the help of, you know, either drugs, alcohol, or whatever whatever that outside thing may be. So, if I give you some pointers, hopefully, you can take them and you know apply them to your life, apply them to your situation, and get to experience sex on the grandest scale possible. Because of course, that's what I'm here for. I want everybody to be, you know, just getting it in the best way they can. I want you to experience the best sex of your life. You know what I'm saying? I want, if I can, I wanna be a part of that in terms of giving you advice to get you there. But, uh, you know, that's what this is about. Sorry. Right. Um, one of the ways that you can get out of your head during sex is getting rid of trying to get to a goal for your partner, especially, right? So there's this mindset sometimes about sex where it's kind of like, okay, I'm having sex because I want to get from point A to point B. Point B might be orgasm, ejaculation. Um, It might be my partner ejaculating or orgasming. but whatever the goal may be it's a goal in mind that you've set for yourself but when you do that you also put yourself in a position where now your brain has to get involved it's no longer just you know just enjoying the just going the body's in motion it's it's now it's it's become not a chore so much but a task you know like you're actually doing something that you have to put mental energy into and you have to think of while you're in the act. And that's one of the worst ways to like kind of kill, uh, the, the vibe and the mood for yourself and possibly for your partner as well, if they can feel that. Cause if your partner can sense that you're just kind of trying to achieve some type of goal, then they really might miss out on that connection with you. And you'll miss that connection with them as well. So <clears throat> if you are going to set a goal or an intention whatever you want to call it, be deliberate during sex. Make sure that goal or intention is towards you or for you, not necessarily for that person. Because I've said it before, but your orgasm, your pleasure is your responsibility. It's not somebody else's. So if you're going to set a goal, try not to make that goal something like, oh, I want to make him or her orgasm or make him or her come. Because that's going to be a not to say it's going to be a hard goal to set or to achieve, but it's going to be something that takes you out of the mindset of just enjoying the moment and puts you in a mindset of I've got to get from here to there. And so now this becomes almost a duty, you know, something that you're trying to do as opposed to something you're trying to experience and just share, which sex is a lot more fulfilling when you're just in the moment and just sharing it as opposed to trying to do it or trying to achieve something. But the goal setting thing is that's something that gets people all the way out of the experience and into your head. And that's what we're trying to get out of. We're trying to get away from that, you know what I'm saying? Like it's we're trying to get away from thinking and overthinking when it comes to sex. So the first one is again, um, the goal setting, let's get get away from that. You know what I'm saying? Like if we could just experience sex for what it is, which is pleasure, being shared between people, um, you'll be in a lot better space. And if you're going to set a goal, let that be the goal that you're going to experience the most pleasure that you can and share pleasure with the other person as much as you can. I think that's a fair goal, but anything beyond that where you're trying to actually like do something like a task, that's not what you want to do. All right, let's, so let's move away from that. So you get out your head. So the second way it's kind of related to that actually, the second way is it's not goal setting, but it's, it's performance based sex, right? So think of it as you're going in and you are trying to get a grade, you're trying to get a high score, right? So you want to get a 85 and above out of a hundred. If you go into it thinking like that, now this is not only a task, but this is like a test and If anybody's taking a test, whether that's a test in grade school, uh, college, a test in class, I mean, not in class, but a test for work or for a state exam or anything, there's going to be some mental, you know, uh, work put into taking that test. You've got to read the question. You've got to comprehend the question. You've got to make sure that the uh, answers all look like, you know, whatever they're supposed to look like. (laughs) And so there's going to definitely be a lot of thinking in that situation. So if you go into it thinking of it like a test, you're going to be using a lot of brain power, a lot more than you need to during sex, because sex is not about thinking. Like, if anything, try to get a lot of thinking out the way beforehand. If you want to be performance-based, I'm not totally mad about that, because I mean, I've been there. Um, I still go in with certain types of, you know, goals, I guess you could say, but I think about those things before the interaction comes. I'm usually during the moment, I'm letting things flow naturally and organically. But beforehand, oh, leading up to it, I'm thinking about things. I'm definitely, I'm running different scenarios and different things I want to do to her in my head for sure beforehand. But once the moment comes, I'm kind of just letting things happen how they happen, and I'm recommending and suggesting that you do the same. Um, ah, it's nothing. It's such a mood killer to you know, not for not for the the partner necessarily because the partner is in their own space, but such a mood killer for the person who can't get out of their head because how how can you really enjoy the moment? How can you be present if you're Thinking about this, that, or the other. Now you're thinking, oh, am I performing well enough? And is the person feeling good? You know, are they experiencing pleasure right now? Or am I doing this right? All that kind of stuff is things that honestly just takes away from the, the moment and the experience. And to be honest, that stuff don't really matter at that moment because, again, every person is responsible for their own pleasure, just like every person is responsible for their own orgasm. So, if you remember that that it's not your responsibility to make a person feel a certain way or get a certain grade uh, or high score then hopefully that'll help you loosen up and be a lot more easy about sex I think people be taking sex too serious to be honest with you and if you're looking at it like a test you're definitely one of those people who's maybe taking it a little too serious and I've been there like I literally used to one of my goals when having sexual partners was I wanted to be either that person's best sexual partner that they've ever had, or maybe top two, top three max, you know, but I wanted to be one of the best for sure. Um, and that was like a goal. I literally set an intention going in. And I remember, um, I remember actually a a young lady told me that the sexual experience was kind of robotic. And when she told me that I couldn't even be mad. Like I kind of understood. I was like, yeah, not robotic. She said mechanical, which means I was literally just going through the motions. And that's kind of what it was. I couldn't even argue with her. Like I was literally going through the motions, but going through the motions with very little passion, um, emotion or feeling. And so even if she got to the point where, you know, she, she orgasmed or whatever, um, she didn't feel the the passion and the intensity and the energy in the sex, and that's if y'all know if y'all have been listening to me, yeah, I know that's a big part for me, uh, but at the time, it just wasn't something that I was able to offer, so you know, I wasn't able to offer it, but that was also the last time the first and last time that that person had sex with me like after that, she was kind of like, yeah, so just keep that in mind, like you don't want it to turn into a uh a task or something to do. Let me go ahead and get some of these, uh, some of these chat comments in design guru says, I believe we've all mostly started as performance based in new encounters and slowly shift to mutual pleasure. Okay. Fair enough. I like that. Um, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to some degree. I would I would agree with that. And honestly, too, like even now, I'm still somewhat performance-based. I'm not like totally out of it, but I'm able to still enjoy the moment and not dwell on that. Like that's not the the main factor, I guess. And so if you could get it to where you could balance the, the two, um, then you're in a good space. But if it's too much to balance the two, then I would say definitely focus more on <clears throat> getting away from the performance-based stuff. Especially Design Guru also says especially for men, we think about performance all the time. We do, uh, when it comes to work, when it comes to, uh, our relationships with people, um, we're constantly being, we're constantly grading ourselves and, and kind of like trying to figure out if we're doing a good job or not, you know, in any particular situation. But when it comes to sex, um, I think it would be a lot better for us in terms of experience, if we can get out of that. And again, if you can balance the two, being performance based to some degree, but then at the same time being still being able to experience all the goodness and all the pleasure of of, of sex, you're in a good spot. But a lot of times that's not easy for people. So I just say get rid of the performance, um, the performance expectations altogether and just go with the flow. Design guru also says I don't believe women dwell on sexual performance as much because it's a privilege for men to get the goods anyways. Yeah. That is kind of like a, uh, a narrative that, uh, that pussy is the prize to some degree. And so women don't tend to dwell on performance as much, but you'd be surprised. You'd actually be surprised. Like there are, there are women that still care about, you know, like how am I doing? And, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm performing well enough and hopefully I'm, uh, satisfying the person I'm with. And, and that goes also from just like society, like society tells us that as, uh, people in relationships, um, as lovers, that your responsibility should be to make sure that the person that you're loving on is good. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that they're taken care of, make sure they're satisfied. And to some degree, I get that, but your satisfaction has to always come first. If you're not having a good time at the expense of making sure somebody else is having a good time, then that's not the type of sex I would I would want to experience. I mean, it, but it's the type of sex that I did experience for a while, you know, in my younger days. Like my concern was not to, you know, enjoy the sexual experience as much as I could physically. It was more about making sure that my partner enjoyed the experience as much as she could. Um, and like I told you, some people can actually sense that and it wasn't, wasn't always a good look, but thanks for the comments though. Design guru. Those are good comments. I appreciate it. So, um, so the other way, this is probably the main way that you can get rid of or not get rid of, but get out of your head during sex, right? Get out of your head and get into your body. It's a phrase that, as sexologists, a lot of us have learned over the years. Um, I learned it from, you know, Doctor uh, Patty Britton, uh, who was one of my main mentors as a sexologist, and also uh, Betty Dodson, the late Betty Dodson. But they always used to say that because so many people deal with not being able to enjoy the moment because there's so much in their heads. And one easy way to get rid of that is just by shifting your focus, like literally shifting your attention on something else, as opposed to being in your head and thinking about how you're doing and thinking about whether you are performing as well as you want to. Just get into your body and feel the sensations that are going on because you got a lot of them happening. You got a lot of sensations happening. You got sense, you have uh, some sight, you have taste touch. I mean, you're hearing things, you're hearing oohs, eyes, moans, groans, um, all kinds of sounds and things. So there's so many things going on sensation wise that if you would just stay in that place, oh, sex would be incredible for you. Oh, sex would be amazing. Amazing. Being me perfectly says, I do want to make sure he is enjoying himself. I get that. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me go to the first comment. That's a good comment. First comment says being me perfectly at design Guru, I would actually disagree with your last statement. Your first statement I can relate to in the beginning. I do want to make certain that I give somewhat of a performance. Okay. So performance matters to you. I get you. Okay. And then you said, I do want to make sure he is enjoying himself again. I'm not saying that's a problem. Just don't do it at the expense of you not enjoying yourself. If you could do it while still balancing, enjoying the moment, more power to you because I do that as well. You know, I don't want to just totally make it about me, but I'm looking at this from a perspective of like, if people were learning something new, then start off just focusing on yourself. And then once you get that down and getting out of your head, and then once you get that down, now you can start focusing on whether the other person's good or not in different ways but thank you for the comments design guru says in response to being in your head movies often portray intimacy with eyes closed (laughs) what are your thoughts around looking at your partner and more importantly looking into each via the eyes um i love looking into the eyes i think that is a very intimate um and a, a powerful tool in terms of staying in the present staying in the moment you know, it's hard to gaze into somebody's eyes, like seriously gaze into somebody's eyes and your mind be on baseball or some shit that they tell you to think about, you know what I'm saying? During sex. So I think, uh, looking at each other is definitely a good thing. And then not to mention, I love the way a woman looks, you know what I'm saying? So like, for me, sight is one of my favorite parts of the sexual encounter. I love everything I see, um, Obviously, I love feeling things as well, but man, sight is, if I couldn't see, sex wouldn't be the same. You know what I'm saying? Like I would still enjoy it, but I would not enjoy it as much because the sight part of it is really, really important. And speaking of the sight part, right? I know that some people might feel subconscious about certain things during sex, right? Like maybe how they look when they, you know, when they're enjoying themselves or maybe some of the sounds that they might make when they're having a good time Um, or maybe how their body looks or how this body part looks. Yo, let me tell you something. When people make the decision to get down to that moment and kind of come together sexually, clothes are already off. The decision's already been made that we're about to move forward and, uh, you know, take this thing to another level. I promise you those things don't matter. I promise. Not as much as you think for most people. Um, not only that, if we've already started, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, let's say it's uh, intercourse going on. People don't care, man. <laughs> Especially us as guys, like we are not concerned with the stuff that maybe um, women or or whoever else might think we're concerned with during sex, you know, faces and all that other stuff. Like, you might make an ugly face, you know what I'm saying? Or what I call an ugly face, you know, when you're enjoying yourself. But who cares? Like, fuck that. I am in the best place I could be right now. I am literally in, I'm in the loving embrace of a vagina, all right? And when that happens, um, ain't nobody worried about no faces. I'm not worried about, you know, other stuff going on. I am literally in the moment enjoying myself. And I'm taking my own advice in terms of taking in the sensations that are happening at that moment, sight, sound, touch, taste, all of that. Um, so I would you know, suggest you do the same, just really taking all the sensations. There's so many things happening during sex in terms of sensations. Like if that's all you focused on, you'd be, you'd be set, sat. Design Guru says, sweat, ugly face, but how about morning breath? <laughs> well, first, let me address the sweat part. The sweat, I have no problem with. Like, I don't mind sweat dripping on me and different, you know, sweat could get in my eye. Somebody else's sweat getting get in my eye for all I care. I, I couldn't care less. Um, the faces, I don't care about either. Morning breath? I usually don't. I'm usually more concerned about my morning breath, to be honest. I don't want to, you know, breathe on somebody and for it to be super um, uncomfortable for them. So for me, uh, the morning breath, I don't even mess with it. I don't try to kiss anybody in the morning. Um, I've had morning sex, you know what I'm saying, before teeth have been brushed and before, you know, maybe uh, mouths have been rinsed out but I make sure not to breathe in the person's face. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, my head is to the side, you know, like don't want it (laughs) ease. Or maybe change the positions up. Maybe, you know, do the sideways in the morning because, you know, I want my breath all in their face. So for me, the morning breath is more of a concern for me. Um, Me blowing some dragon breath in their face um, as opposed to the other way around. But either way, I think there's an understanding usually that in the morning, you know what? I've actually had, uh, women like go off and like rinse, you know, do the mouthwash thing or whatever the case may be before I knew that that was happening. Like they got out of bed and maybe acted like they were going to use the restroom and they rinsed at the same time and then came back to bed kind of fresh. And then when that happens, I feel some kind of way like, yo, you got a chance to get fresh and not me. So, you know, at that point now, I got to go and rinse before we do anything. But if that doesn't happen, then it's not a big deal. We could just change the position up. But again, not going to deter me from, you know, my desire is not going to be deterred at that point. But let's just try not to breathe in each other's face. <laughs> me perfectly says, good point, Gene. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't know which point, but hopefully most of them have been good points. But." um on the topic of uh staying on the sensations though um it's really hard to be enjoying sex the the physical aspect of sex especially just how good everything feels um how you're being touched um how the person is kind of caressing you or taking care of you in a certain way and vice versa maybe how you're touching them how you're holding on to them how they're grabbing you or you know, whatever the situation may be, there's so much uh, to focus on that are going on between the bodies that you could literally, you know, have the whole experience be just you focusing on the sensations and never even have a, a thought to be in your head, you know? So that's probably the easiest and best way, most effective way to uh, get out of your head during sex is to really just focus on them sensations, because it's a lot of them happening. And if he or she is hitting that spot, or hitting those spots that you like, bruh, I don't understand how how you can think of anything else, besides just the pleasure that's going on. Like, I don't know how anything else could be focused on besides the pleasure. And if if you're having sex for the pleasure of it, well, then your goals are being met. And your Desires are being, you know, tended to. I don't see the problem. I feel like there's nothing to think about at that point in terms of performance or anything else. That that shit don't matter. That shit is, it's, who cares? At that point, if pleasure is happening, then the sex is a success. If we're putting a grade on it or if we're putting a performance-based metric on it, then at that point, you have a successful interaction if it's uh, pleasurable. So if if anything, you should just be thinking about how to stay in that place, but not really think about that. Just keep doing whatever you're doing, feeling what you're feeling or uh, how to increase that and, you know, get to another level. But even all of that doesn't really take mental, shouldn't take mental power. That should be more of a let your body do its thing because your body is going to do what it does to either maintain that pleasure or increase that pleasure. I've seen where, you know, if a woman's on top, for example, riding, she'll do certain motions because those motions feel better for her. It just so happens that those motions also feel better for me a lot of times. So we both benefit, but she's in her zone. She's feeling what's, what's feeling good to her in her body and she's acting accordingly in terms of the way our body is reacting to it. So I would say do that. Like focus on what's happening in your body and just enjoy the moment physically. If you feel a connection spiritually, enjoy the moment spiritually. Um, if you feel like there's something else going on energetically, enjoy it energetically and just stay there. Get out of your head. Y- your brain doesn't have anything to do with this except for that's where the sensations are interpreted in your brain. But even then, it's not something you need to think about. Your brain's going to do that on autopilot. So you don't need to think about it. You don't need to worry about it. Just keep feeling what you're feeling and being aware of what you're feeling. So that's, uh, those are the ways, man. You could really make sex more enjoyable without the assistance of, you know, drugs or alcohol. And again, if you want to have sex using drugs or alcohol, you could. It's still going to be enjoyable uh, to an extent. Um, if you get too drunk, it's probably not. But uh, I've, I've brought up a story about that before, too. But you know, <clears throat> being me perfectly says, would you say that her doing whatever feels good to her while she's on top turns you on? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like without a doubt even if it doesn't necessarily feel better physically to see her enjoying herself and really getting into her, uh, her, her space and getting into her own, like her own, you know, pleasure space is a joy to watch. It's really something to see. And, but again, in most cases it feels better too, because what I've noticed is, you know, especially when a woman's on top, like the, gyration changes not just the rate but like just the way that she rolls her body the way that she moves her hips changes when she's enjoying it or when she's trying to enjoy it even more like once she's found like something that's working and now she's kind of got a rhythm going and she either like speeds it up or like just really gets the gyrations like more intense how can that not feel better for me that feels feels awesome. (laughs) It's an awesome feeling, yo. It really is. Um, And that's why I be trying to tell people more and more, like really focus on what feels good for you because chances are it feels good for your partner as well. And that goes for guys too. Like if there's a a certain type of speed that you like to go that feels better for you, chances are, not in all cases, but chances are that that's going to feel good for her as well. And she's going to encourage that, obviously. So definitely do what feels good to you. And hopefully it feels good for the other person. And if it doesn't, you know, you know, the other person can tell you, hey, either slow down or whatever the case may be or whatever they might say. I don't know what they might say, but whatever that may be um, and just kind of go with the flow that way. But, yeah, do what feels good to you, please. I'm telling y'all. Once you take the focus off of your partner and put it onto yourself, that experience changes. And if you're somebody who's who has trouble getting out of your head, I think that's the, f- you know, not the f- that's the first step. And then the second step is going to be getting into your body instead of getting into your head and enjoying what you're feeling. But the first step would definitely be to take the focus off of performing or um, trying to get a certain type of score or grade on how you're doing. And then then you can go ahead and follow that by really focusing on how you're feeling and and what things feel like. Questions or comments, y'all, which I got. Oh, I love this topic. This is a great topic. I am feeling it. I didn't really, well, I guess I did early on um, studying sexology. I learned that people being in their heads a little bit too much was definitely something that a lot of people struggle with, like not just a couple people, like people being in their head during sex is a very common issue that people deal with. And so trying to make it as simple as possible for people to get out of that and for people to find relief And to be able to enjoy sex the way they deserve to enjoy it is uh, honestly my pleasure, if it works, I say, if it works, but if you apply it, it will work. Um, but you'll see sex in a whole nother way and you'll get to experience sex in a whole nother way. The mind is really like, mm, the mind is tricky because it's kind of like such a powerful tool for, for positivity, for good. Uh, for improvement in life. But then at the same time, if you let it do its thing and you don't keep it in check, you don't control it to some degree, uh, it could ruin a lot of moments. You know what I'm saying? Like it could really take away from a lot of the pleasures of life. It could take away from a lot of moments that normally would have just happened, you know, organically. Uh, But you can overthink your way out of great situations, uh, you can overthink your way out of uh, you know great opportunities. So, as beautiful as the mind is, um, sometimes the mind needs to take a backseat. The brain just needs to chill. And during sex, I would definitely say it's one of those times where you should just let the brain chill in the back in the background, and uh, you take the lead with your body and allow your body to do what it does. So what y'all got for me in terms of questions tonight? Got any more questions? Even though people have been asking me questions so far, and I appreciate those questions and comments that have been asked, but I'm just making sure nobody has any, anything else. I'll design Guru, what you got to say? Uh, commentary slash opinion. Can't exchange fullness through intercourse only. Most women have given me the feedback that they have to like the individual, but that was a one-way acceptance routine. Okay, so you're saying that uh, you say can't exchange fullness through intercourse only. Sorry, I'm just reading it again. (laughs) Most women have given me the feedback that they have to like the individual, but that was a one-way acceptance routine. So you're saying that and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm just trying to understand the uh, the commentary. Thanks for the comment, by the way. So you're saying, it sounds like you're saying that um, women a lot of times have said that they have to actually like the individual for sex to be more enjoyable. Um, I can see that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I was kind of assuming that that was already there or... <laughs> but I could definitely see that and I could probably I could agree with that too that a lot of women have said that they they got to be into somebody for that that type of encounter to be as enjoyable as possible. This routine doesn't offer the male to retrieve many insights prior to engagement. So the dude is left attempting to figure out what's sexually pleasing. Oh, okay. <sighs> yeah, and that that goes into the topic too of like uh people not really especially, uh, in our culture, like we're not, we're not taught to really discuss sex beforehand. Um, we're not taught to discuss what we like, what we enjoy, even if two people are talking, right. And they've talked on the phone for weeks or whatever the case may be, or even longer than that, even if it gets to a point where they're talking sexy to one another, you know, sexting or, you know, just, just, saying how, you know, how much they anticipate being able to have that kind of moment with one another. Um, Very seldom are they actually talking about, okay, this is what I like. And, you know, like, this is what I enjoy as well. Oh, design guru has another, uh, another comment. Men don't need, men don't need to the same acceptance from the woman in order to engage physically to retrieve physical fulfillment. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get you. So you're saying that with women, there's there's a combination. It's not just the physical pleasure, but there's also a mental, as- a mental stimulation aspect in there as well, and also an emotional aspect of uh, feeling or wanting to feel some type of connection with that person before being able to really enjoy the moment as much as they can versus guys who, in a lot of cases, the physical... The physical stimulation is good enough for us in a lot of cases, but not all of us. There are some of us out there um, that honestly require a little bit more as well. You know, we require uh, that mental stimulation as well, or we'd like to have some level of emotional connection before engaging in that as well, or not even before engaging, but before really enjoying and feeling fulfilled from that. Because I've had sex before where um there wasn't the other stuff it was just a physical like a physical connection and it was good but it wasn't memorable you know what i'm saying like it wasn't something that i think about you know years later it was kind of like something that came and went no pun intended but um yeah i agree with you actually design group thank you for the comments i like that sam jones says so, in the case of a one-nighter, how would a woman get out of head to enjoy that spontaneous experience? Well, for one, you would have to be—you would first have to accept that a one-nighter is okay for you, because that's where a lot of people actually would start to get in their head the fact that they're about to engage into in, in a one-nighter, and. A lot of people judge themselves for that and they think about what other people would think, uh, think about their own views about it and kind of get in their own way in terms of um, not letting it happen because, or or you can let it happen, but you, you can't really enjoy it because of all the things that maybe we've been taught or all the things that we've been uh, accustomed to think about sex and especially one night stands. Um, that's the first part. So if you're past that and you're okay with the fact that it's a one-nighter, okay, good. We've gotten past one obstacle. The next obstacle would honestly just be everything I just said. Um, The best thing you can do in that situation is get out of the the performance-based mindset, get out of the goal-oriented mindset, and get into what feels good at the moment. And so once you start engaging and clothes, start coming off, things start happening, um, really just focus on the feelings that are happening, the physical feelings, not any kind of emotional connection. Focus on the physical, the physical sensations that are happening to you. And again, don't focus on what you're doing to the other person because that'll get you right back in your head again. Focus on what's happening to you and just enjoying the feelings and just taking that in and just, just loving it. Hopefully you're loving it. You know, hopefully the person that you're with is, uh, providing a level of pleasure, um, that you could really focus on and keep your attention on and not have to, uh, get out of that space too often. But that would be my advice for somebody who, uh, is getting ready to engage in a, in a one night situation but be cool with it first. If you're not cool with the one night situation, it's probably not going to be that great because you are going to be in your damn head the whole time. Should I be doing this? Is this right? What's going to happen the next day? Um, you know, what's going to happen the next morning? Is he going to call me? To, is he or she going to call me tomorrow? Cause that can happen both ways. Um, so yeah, you got to definitely be good with it first. And if you're cool with it, everything else will kind of follow and flow. As long as you, uh, use those, those ways that I mentioned. Thank you for that, Sam Jones. That was a good question. What else y'all got for me on this hump day? Talking about the sex. Like I love to (laughs) one of my favorite topics. Is that something that anybody in the chat has ever dealt with or deals with regularly, like being inside your head or being in your head during sex or needing to find ways to like, uh, I guess, relax more, be less, uh, anxious during sex. Maybe I'm curious, Amy perfectly says, have you ever had a one-nighter that you wanted to call, wait, that you wanted to call you the next day? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Let me tell you something. Most of the one-nighters that have happened with me have been her decision. (laughs) And I think I talked about this in some of the earlier episodes was that early on having sex with people for the first time was like 50, 50 in terms of whether she was going to enjoy herself or not, because I was very performance-based, I was very much in my head, making sure that, you know, I got a high score. I wanted to get a high score, but at the same time, I wasn't, uh, sexually experienced enough. And so early on, it was like growing pains, but I was learning as I was having sex with people. And sometimes that was the first time, sometimes, you know, it was, uh, within like, you know, something a little bit more stable. But when that would happen, you, y'all know how it is. I mean, if there's some ladies in the chat, if a dude doesn't, uh, if he doesn't show enough skill or ability the first time, there's a good chance he won't get a call back. You know, there's a good chance he won't get a call back. And I think for me, I most, again, most most of the one-nighters, if not all of them, I didn't intend for them to be one-nighters. Like it was most of the time the woman's decision there were a couple of times where it was my decision but most of the time it was a woman's decision because i like to keep things going even if it's for a few more times or a few months but i like to have like you know kind of like a regular sexual partner so for me a one-nighter wasn't even something i was necessarily interested in like it was definitely something that happened how it happened but <clears throat> so, yes, <laughs> there were times where I wanted the call back because I wanted this to keep going. And if I didn't perform well enough, I wanted a chance to, you know what I'm saying, like to uh, redeem my stroke, like Big Joe would say, you know, like I want a chance to come back and do it how I know I was capable of doing that I might not have shown the first time around. So for sure, I wanted the call back at some points. Yeah. Design guru said I've observed, I've observed it across a few female partners for sure. They often need to nudge back into the moment or need a nudge back into the moment. I've been told a few or by a few, sorry, I can't read tonight. Uh, My bad (laughs) y'all I've been told by a few, they're concentrating. My question is on what, LOL. (laughs) That's probably that, uh, that performance based thing, you know, and that's again, that's something as, as men and women that we're taught that our partner's satisfaction is in our hands. And I think that's the biggest thing that gets in the way of people just enjoying sex for what it is, as opposed to being concerned with how they're doing, you know, like people want not necessarily a grade, but they kind of want to know that they're doing well and that, uh, their partner is being satisfied. But when you're doing that, you are living in your head and you're really not enjoying the moment for what it is. You're not feeling the subtle, you know, movements around different parts of your body. You're not, you know, enjoying this, the, the little, the little things like, you know, like the touching and everything like that, the way you could be because you're thinking about how you're doing or can this be better for the other person? Fuck the other person. Literally. (laughs) But do it to your enjoyment and your pleasure. That's what I'm saying. Like, not in a negative way, but I'm just saying, like, their, again, their pleasure is their responsibility. It's not your responsibility. For as much as we've been taught that you're supposed to make sure your partner is satisfied, the most you can do is assist your partner to satisfaction. Assist. That's why I like to say I assist people and achieving orgasm if, if that happens. But it wasn't because of me. I wasn't the reason why. I wasn't uh, the cause of that person experiencing the type of pleasure that they experienced. They were open enough for whatever reason and comfortable enough to allow me to assist them. And so I assisted. <clears throat> so that's what you know. partners are there for is to assist that person to achieve whatever kind of pleasure or whatever type of experience they wanna achieve. But in terms of you shouldn't be concentrating on nothing. Concentrate? What are you thinking about? That's a great question actually. <laughs> what are you thinking about? But I, I know, you know, chances are, you know, the thought is about either their performance or whether the other person is enjoying themselves. Um, hopefully you're not thinking about other stuff like, you know, what's going on at work or some shit like that. Cause then you're really, you're somewhere totally different. <laughs> Can you please come back? You know what I'm saying? Please come back to where we're at because um, I think we'd have a better time if you're here with me as opposed to wherever else you're at. But great comment. Great question too. I love it. Um, No need to concentrate, y'all. Just let your body do what it do. Sam Jones says, depending on the day, I could be in my head during the act. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Again, I don't want to make it seem like it's something that's like out of the ordinary. It's actually a very, very, excuse me. It's a very, very common thing that people are in their heads during sex, and in all ca- in all cases, it's not even a, a a totally big deal. The problem comes when you're in your head so much that you're no longer in your body, and you can no longer feel the sensations of sex because you are so much in your head. Or being in your head is causing you some type of negative reaction or emotion, you know, anxiety or nervousness or, you know, you're tensing up. The more you tense up, the less you can actually experience pleasure, believe it or not. So the more that you're like tightened and stressed or whatever the case may be, the less you can experience pleasure. That goes that goes to the whole thing of like blood flow, blood being able to flow through different parts of the system and to different body parts to really enjoy pleasure and sensation. But ultimately, the more relaxed, the more chill you are, the more vibed out you are, the more pleasure you are allowing yourself to experience. So again, your, your brain can do a lot of things. Sometimes it can get in the way too. So if you can help it, don't let it get in the way of you having a good ass time during sex. Design Guru says, I believe every partner's relevant concern is the other partner's or is the other partner is concentrating on you being someone else. Did I do that? (laughs) Urkel voice. (laughs) So (laughs) I hear you. The Urkel voice. I didn't see that coming. I didn't know Urkel was spelled like that. Oh, shit. Okay. That's what's up. (laughs) I'm looking at all the wrong shit. Like I'm supposed to be actually like concentrating on the rest of the comment, but the Urkel part, I don't know why, but that that's the part that I focused on. But um yeah. Uh <laughs> the relevant concern is the other partner is concentrating on you being someone else. That is that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> hopefully, um, you know, hopefully that's not the case. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Sam Jones says Urkel spelled with a U. Okay, that's how I thought it was spelled. Hey, we it's, it's okay. We not, we not, we not. I'm not gonna call anybody out. I'm cool with that. I still appreciate the comment though. Like, it still it tickled me. <laughs> but um, that would be something though, right? If like, <laughs> I, I don't want to. You know, I don't even want to put that out there and put that in somebody's head because that might be a concern. That people get more into their heads, you know? Um, so I'm not even gonna put that out there. Just if you are with somebody who seems like they are drifting or uh, maybe they're in a different place, uh, if you can, try to, you know, nudge them back if you can. But honestly, too, this is why I am, ha- this is why this episode is here, is because I'm trying to help people who are actually dealing with it. Who actually feel like getting out out of their or getting out of their heads is a main concern for them. Uh, so the partner doesn't have to be concerned with that because it goes back to uh, each person being responsible for their own pleasure and their own experience. We are simply assistants. When I say we, I mean if you're if your partner if you're partnered with somebody who's in their head. Uh, You're simply an assistant. You're just trying to help them get to where they're trying to get, but you're not responsible for it. So just keep that in mind. If you took nothing else from this episode, I want you to take the fact that your pleasure is your responsibility, not your partner's. Your partner is simply there to help you get there. And if anything, your partner is there really to just enjoy themselves as well. You guys are sharing a moment together, uh, but you're not causing the moment for one another, if that makes any sense. So keep that in mind and keep in mind the fact that there's too much sensation, too much pleasure happening during sex for you to be in your head. Like I can't imagine anything that's in your head that's better um, than what's going on in the present moment. So hopefully that helps y'all. Hopefully y'all take that advice and y'all use that immediately, like tonight if you can. (laughs) any more questions or comments again i'm loving this conversation y'all this is this is good stuff and thank you to everybody who's in the chat right now i appreciate y'all greatly thank you to everybody who's watching live No more questions. No more comments. No. Yeah. About done. Yeah. Y'all didn't heard enough about, um, about getting out of your head and enjoying sex for what it is. I hope it, you know, I hope it's reached some people, um, the people that need to hear it, the people that, you know, maybe wanted some solutions. Hopefully this helped to give you some, I really am hoping for the best. And, uh, all right. So on that note, this was episode number 35 of the sex mechanic podcast. Obviously we are still on a mission and let me actually put that out. We're on a mission to hit a thousand subscribers. And, uh, of course I need your help. I need you to share, like comment and, uh, definitely subscribe. If you aren't already subscribed. If you feel like somebody you know can benefit from this information, then definitely pass this along, you know, like share it. Let people experience sex the way they deserve to experience sex. And uh, let's let's make the world a better place because of that. And yeah, again, don't forget to like, so, subscribe, share, comment. Um, and thank you to everybody who's watching this later on on whatever platform you like to listen to your podcast and uh yeah i appreciate everybody who's in the chat i appreciate everybody who's watching live i appreciate everybody who's gonna be watching later and i thank you all for joining me for another wonderful episode of the sex mechanic podcast and again i'm your host the sex mechanic i'll talk to you all next week hopefully i'll be in my own home and you'll see the uh the background that you're used to seeing but i can't make any guarantees talk to y'all later peace